This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go with the podcast on a Wednesday, another steamy Wednesday. I'm sure it's going to be gorgeous down the shore, Al Dukes. What's up, man? Steamy and humid, Jerry. That's the way I like it down here. Nice and steamy and humid. You know, I was outside yesterday, speaking of steamy and humid, from 2 p.m. until almost 9. I got home about 9 o'clock. 2 to 9? You were outdoors? Well, I had to do a little field maintenance on our big field so that my older son's team could practice on it. So I was out there from 2 until 4, and then I got us started at 4.30 for practice right into my other son's practice. So, yeah, I was out there for about seven hours. My point is, though, there were times when you would literally just stand there and sweat with the sun because it was so hot. And then the sun would peek between, you know, behind the clouds, and it would be lovely. Yeah, pleasant. And yet it was humid out. I don't know. I, was, I, was, I found it interesting. But are, are you a tan guy right now, would you say? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yes. But if you took your shirt off, would it look weird because you're a tan Correct. down your arms, like what they yes. call the farmer's tan? Absolutely, because contrary to what people believe, uh, I do. I, I wear a swim shirt because I've said this before. I got burnt on my back one time that was so horrific. Yeah. Um, that it it took three days for like the wounds to heal. It was awful. Um, and so I've always worn a swim. Probably since the time I was probably thirty, thirty one, something like that. So even if I go swimming alone, like I'm outside in a, sh- I will not take the shirt off in the sunlight. I just won't. Um, so yes, my I am. Pasty white on the back, but everything else uh, tan. Yes, same here. I am very t- like I am very tan when I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Like I look tan. Like I have tan. I have tan marks where my flip flops go. Like, I, I that. am tan. I have a friend of mine. He's got the most. Def- now he works outside, and he does a lot of um, like his company that he works for. They do a lot of athletic field turf and all sorts of athletic complex maintenance and stuff like that and renovations. So he spends his life outside. Like even in the winter, they're outside doing things. He has got the most distinct sunglass tan lines, and I don't mean around the eyes. I don't mean that. I mean going from the eyes over the ears. Yeah. Even when he's not wearing one, it looks like he's got sunglasses on. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I do have that mark now just because I wear glasses or sunglasses yeah, at all sure. times. Sure. Yeah, but I, I you know, Gina keeps telling me, oh, you gotta get on the beach to get fully tan. I go, it's too late. I, I'm nah, pasty not white. Late. I'm not gonna go out on the I'm not gonna go out on the beach and take my shirt off you, right now. But but if you wanted to, what I would suggest is you start with a low number of sunblock, like a four. Okay. You don't you don't need a sixteen. Put a four on, and then that will slowly allow you to start getting some color. And as that happens, you can go lighter or spend a couple of hours without it, or maybe a couple hours, maybe an hour without it, and you will catch up very quickly. If I don't like do to it, be. I don't like to be shirtless anyway. I've heard that about you. You just like to unrobe yourself. Yeah, like I like I like having tan arms. I like having a tan where my watch goes. It looks like this guy does stuff outside, but he's not some sort of wuss who just suns himself. Like, he's out just doing work. Like, I like to pretend like I'm out working in the sun. Is your deck second floor or street level? I have uh, both. Okay, so you could sun yourself on your deck and then overlook everybody walking by. Right. That's kind of cool. 
Yeah. I would do that. That's right. Yeah. Like you don't even yeah. have to go on the beach. That's true. You're right, Jerry. I could just sun myself in my on my property. Yeah. That'd be kind of neat. I got to tell you, I look forward to, I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like every day we do the show, we do the podcast. I walk the dog, then I come back. And like already I'm thinking about this peanut butter and jelly yeah, sandwich. Yeah, we've had this discussion before. You've really been grabbed by this. What a, what a, uh, if a you treat. can find something like that in life, that a small thing that you look forward to every day. I look forward to this podcast. You've d- you've done something in life. Like that is something like, oh my gosh, like right now I'm like, all right, finish this podcast, walk the dog. Then I get to sit down and really enjoy this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it goes by so fast, like I'm done with it in seconds. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But six bites, it's over. Six bites, it's over. And Jerry, I was just wa- uh, reading on uh, Twitter on the news that uh, – that the governor is going to make here in New Jersey face masks for outdoors a requirement yes. when social distancing is well, not possible. See, so now vague. I saw that, but now I just saw 15 minutes ago that Uh-oh. masks are going to be required outdoors. There's no social nothing. Like masks oh, really? are going to be required. Like I go that's, walk my dog right now. I got to put a mask on. That's what I saw on NJ.com. Oh, that's stupid. And now let me ask you this question because now I'm going back and forth with my coaches with baseball. The one thing yeah. we had said when we decided to play again and let the kids play was we're all good as long as the kids don't have to have a mask out on the field because it's right. really it's restricted. No, they're going to be outdoors. Breathing. So what do we do then? They got to wear a mask according to or the governor. Or you don't play, I guess, right? Or you don't play, yeah. And then I'm going to wear a mask, I'm, but I'm going to cut a hole for my nose so I can th- breathe. Explain this one <laughs> Explain this one to me, because I'm really baffled by this, and this yeah. is an issue we're having in our house. So my wife and I are okay with the kids playing ball outside, and I've said this a hundred times, and even in the articles I was reading today, it's, it, it's confirmed pretty much that the rate of transmission of this virus is significantly more dangerous or um, possible indoors right. because of poor ventilation as opposed to being free and outside and the wind and the air kind of blows you know particles all over the place makes perfect sense to me so we've been okay with them playing baseball so part of the governor's reopening starting on july 6th which i cannot believe because if you go in a store you are still required to wear a mask are you not correct okay they're allowing indoor basketball games to be played yeah. how I don't, but if, I don't know. if i can't walk through target without putting a mask on we're supposed to allow our kids to go play basketball inside, sweating and breathing all over one another indoors? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so very inconsistent. We've made the decision, and partly because he's playing he's playing baseball, so it's not like he's not doing anything. We've practiced a couple days a week. We have a game a week, all good. We're not letting him play basketball indoors. We said if it was outside, we'd contemplate it. And then now with this... Does he roll that back, or do kids playing basketball now have to wear masks indoors in a gym? To me, it sounds like if you're not in your house, you have to wear a mask. That's right. what it sounds like. Starting today, and his press conference is yeah. at 1 o'clock. So I'm very interested to see where this goes. And I'm with you. I swear to God, if he because here's what we need. It has to either be mandatory or optional. You can't say it's required when blah, 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 where people right. are left up to interpretation. Yep. That's a problem. Yeah, and I had tweeted that out, and people were like, what's so vague about it? I said it's vague because it says, when. so when I go to walk my dog right now, I think I can keep my social distance. Now, am I going to walk by a single person on the sidewalk? I am. I'm not wearing a mask for that. I know I'm that. just not. I, if, I you wanna wear, if you're afraid to walk out on the street yourself, uh, then either don't go out or you wear a mask. That's it. It's enough. Yeah, it's uh, it's well, enough for the coronavirus. I'm over, well, unfortunately, Jerry. it's not because it ain't going anywhere. And then and people are yelling at now. me. I mentioned the thing about moving football to, to January. Yeah. I actually do believe, that I, you know, just from reading everything, I do believe that they're going to have something by December that they'll roll out in January. Now, the next question is, you know, is it safe? Uh, and clearly they're going to have a lot of clinical trials that they're going through right now to have those answers. So, And you're going to have a, the, the question of school. Are schools going to make that mandatory for their kids to go? Which I can tell you right now, I think some people will have an issue with. I made the comment that move the football, move everything to January or February just to give it more time and restart the right way and have this big, huge, grand opening. And I just hope that we have a job by that point. But um, uh, So I'm getting yelled at now on social media. 
oh, you're going to be so quick to take the vaccine. You're just going to give it to your right. kid. Who, maybe no one will take it. The- Great. Then it'll be here forever, and we need to just deal with it then. Yes. And put people in stadiums, and let's just move forward with life. Like, it can't yes. be. There's no in-between here. There really isn't. You either want to do it with no fans, or you want all your fans. Well, then, if you're not going to take the vaccine, we're going to live with no fans this way, or we'll just put everybody in the stadiums, and whatever happens, happens. I, mean, right. I don't know what everybody wants. Yeah, I don't take the flu vaccine ever. And if yeah, I get I, the flu, I get the flu. I took okay. it a couple years. I think the last time I took it was when Walgreens came into our studio and gave it to me. That's got to be like six, seven, eight years ago. Yes. I've not taken it. Now, I've gotten the last five years, I've gotten it twice. This year was horrendous. I am not going to lie. It really knocked me on my ass this year. Um, it was the You first fought time the flu and the flu won. Uh, almost. I, I, that's, and it's also why I thought I had coronavirus when I looked back. Because of the weird diagnosis that the doctor gave me, the medicine did not work, and it took me 11 days to get over it. I still think I had it, but uh, clearly the antibodies didn't come back. So, You know what I miss, Jerry, in all of this uh, social arguing back and forth with the Drew Brees stuff and the uh, Deshaun Jackson stuff and race arguing and all these sorts of arguments? I miss shock jocks. There are none. Radio shock jocks. I miss yeah. them. There really are none anymore. The early Howard Stern, the early Opie and Anthony, the early Imus, the Bubba the Love Sponges of the world. I never listened to him. Shock jocks, Jerry. I miss, like, guys that would just come on the radio and say the most ludicrous things ever. Shock jocks. And then everyone would either love them or hate them. But we had shock jocks. And they don't exist anymore. And I want them back. Do you think if I started a radio station, Jerry, like let's say I, let's say I went to Entercom and I said, I will purchase 660 AM. I know you guys have 101.9. I want to purchase 660 AM. And I just filled it with old school shock jocks, Jerry. Do you think I'd get ratings? I think, you know, it's crazy enough. Yeah. I think you would get ratings until you got shut down by the FCC. <laughs> Well, no, no, I mean, we're not going to say in curse words, and we're not talking angry sex. I, I probably have ratings, but no advertisers. I was just going to say, I don't know how you're going to pay people. <laughs> because if you look at what's going on now, yeah. and, and really, the, the, the almighty dollar really is what changes a lot. And this we can bring it right to the Redskins. You know, Daniel Schneider, years and years and years and years, refused to change the name of that team. Well, FedEx says, you know what? We may not sponsor your stadium anymore. Okay, let's change the name. I mean, really, and that's going, I think everybody believes that is going to happen now. Um, The one that bothers me, and I would need to do more research on this, but I think, and I don't want to sound ignorant to the topic, the one that bothers me is Nike putting political pressure on people. Yeah. If, in fact, they are still churning out sneakers and clothing paying people 50 cents an hour overseas. I don't I don't 100% know that to be the fact still. I don't know that, but I believe that is still the case. Yes, I believe as well. That to me is as hypocritical as it gets. But you then know, you also got to got to tack on somebody like LeBron to that because he's a Nike guy. Well, for sure, Michael Jordan was a Nike guy. Yeah. I think I think Nike owns Jordan brand. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Um, there's no doubt in any athlete that's tied to Nike, but that's the hypocrisy of where we are in our, in our world, basically. Uh, you know, if you're going to, it's the, what do they always say? Don't throw stones in glass houses. Is that the those right who, those in glass houses shouldn't throw sure. stones. And it doesn't mean that sometimes what you're saying is an accurate or right or for good cause. The problem is if you've got 16 other things that people can attack you for, yes. be careful. You know, and that's what that's what shock jocks used to do, Jerry. They would sure. go after people that were that were giving their opinion on things when they don't when they live in glass houses, as they say. Yeah, like if so, so if you're nice, so if Nike jumped on the FedEx bandwagon against the Redskins, and I again I understand that I do actually think the time is to change the name. I don't and I don't whatever who cares change the name. Great, FedEx they're the ones that spearheaded this, but now you bring in Nike. Like if you had the if you had the CEO of Nike on and you just asked him, sir, could you please justify paying people fifty cents an hour for your products as opposed right. to paying good wage here in America? Could you please tell me why? You know, like how do you sleep at night? Like, what is the answer to that? Well, they they don't we go make on more shows money because right. I mean, that's the answer. Well, we make more money. 
Oh, yeah, okay, and then I'm sure they could say, with our money, we do good with this. We do. But what about the poor people that are making you that money? You know, it's like, it could go round and round. That's why it's just, God, it's so just confusing. And, right. And really, it's complicated. All these answers are complicated. Except shock jocks have all the answers, Jerry, and they say things loud, and they shout them, and they, they do. don't back down. They do shout from the heavens. The that shock jock. True. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the shock jock is dead. Every every big city had a shock jock, at least one. Every big city, all around so. the country. When, who was the first one? It wasn't Imus. I mean, I know Imus was back in the '60s, but I, people say sometimes I think a Bob Grant in New York City was okay. uh, a, a very early shock jock. Uh, Howard Stern mentions a guy, not only Bob Grant that he used to listen to, but there was another guy in New York whose name I I can't remember right now, but that he used to do a show like that as well. Okay. But like in Florida, Bob Lasseter was a shock jock when I was I in Tampa. I don't know him. Ron and Ron, who we then learned, uh, then became Ron and Fez. Bubba the Love Sponge. And again, he's, I've never heard him. Bubba the I Love Sponge. Bubba, I remember him. Wasn't he on Z100 for a while? No, he was. that was a different, that was a guy using, I think, the same name. Oh, you know what? Me and you have had this conversation yeah. already. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. Different yeah. guy. Different guy. And the shock jock theory, they used to be. Big fat guys for the most part. Well, Howard Just, Stern wasn't. No, the, no, he wasn't. and Imus wasn't. But I'm saying in general, like across the country in the well, smaller in general, cities. Radio people are, are not in the best of shape. Oh, but the shock jock, Jerry. They would sit down all day. They'd get a big gulp. They'd eat donuts. They would shout their uh, crazy opinion. They'd find like the shock jock, Jerry, even if the shock jock didn't believe it, the shock jock would find what could be the most ludicrous take on something and go full force. And have fun with it. Yeah. You know what you know what I miss about morning radio? And I don't, I'm not Shock saying jocks? long. No, no, not really. Um, I, I like them to a point. I like opinionated, but I like opinionated with a lot of factual details behind them that mm. they could defend themselves. Um, so if you had a shock jock that was going to say outrageous things and people called up to, to fight you or, 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 or knock you down for it, you could basically get right back at them with facts behind your conversation and your argument. I like that. I actually miss, and I don't mean the long ones because some of them are too long. I mean the short. I miss like little pre-produced pieces hmm. that would take you into a break, come out of a break. Oh. Just little creative skits, if you will. But they've got to be good. I don't mean just throwing crap together for throwing crap together's sake. I mean really thought out. And f- now you could get a lot of shock value out of those things too because yes. you'd be saying things through a character's voice. Right. These are but ca- I, Mr. Imus does characters. Yeah, I do. I used to like that stuff. I really did. I, that's the, But again, if it's too long, it's no good. It's kind of like how you've done the, the music hooks. It's like it's enough with the songs. You get the hooks and right. you get the point. It's enough. But I do miss some of that stuff because then we're talking about old-time radio. Well, I'd like to make you head of produced bits on my shock jock station. I'm buying 660 AM. Uh, I'd be in. What do you think? You got six figures for that? Because you're 1970s. I Jerry, get I have six no, figures. Jerry, I have no advertisers. <laughs> no one wants to advertise with my shock jocks. You would not have. That is very true. You would, you would be not all be able penis to hire pills. a force. <laughs> It'd be all advertising that other places don't want to take. It'd be like penis strip pills, clubs. strip clubs, marijuana dispensaries. Hey, money. money. <laughs> shock jocks you'd go to the break it'd be take this pill for your wiener take this pill to cure your anxiety you know um, go to this strip club yeah. go to this uh, uh this porno website are strip clubs open yet i don't think so no there's no way you can do they contact be, free right? lap dances well i mean you could have a contact free strip club if you actually adhered to the i mean yeah. let's be honest now are lap dances really legal no now, I understand what they're supposed to be. Right. I also understand what they usually are. The reality are. is. So if you actually, by letter of the law, could they be open? Were mm. girls just dancing? Right? Why? I don't why think, I don't think they, they can yet, but you're right. Like, it's an indoor, because indoor dining isn't open yet. I don't think oh, you can good have point. indoor lap dancing. But when That's that opens right. up, if I'm a strip club, I'm like, oh, let's go. Yeah, I would just turn you- myself, you know, the strip club, some of them serve dinner, which is insane, but you could open up that way. You ever eat a sushi off a girl's belly? <laughs> I have not. I've never no. eaten a meal in a strip club. <laughs> God, that's pretty funny. Then this, uh, uh, I wanted to. I, I had this written down for a long time, just totally yeah. random, out of the blue. Okay. 
I was I don't know why I was reminded of this, but in school when I was in probably either seventh or eighth or ninth grade, there was something guys did called the wimp test. Okay, I don't I never heard of this. They would have a guy would like put his hand in a fist, right? And on the top of their hand, a girl in class would take her fingernail and rub it on the same part of the skin over and over and over again. Ugh. And then it would bleed and until the guy quit. And you would walk around out. with pride when your hand would have a scab on it from the wimp test. Okay. You never you didn't see this at all in your school. I've never heard of this, no. Yeah. I'm a couple years older than you. It probably was well, uh, hopefully someone caught on to this in school and stopped it. I never did it, but I did have friends that had uh Like where did this come a, up that you even s- thought of it? I don't know. I must have heard the word wimp somewhere wow. and I thought wimp test and I was like, "Let me write this down. I want to ask Jerry about the wimp test." Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I'm curious if anybody listening could tweet me if they ever did the WIMP test. And more importantly, I'm curious if someone did the WIMP test all those years ago, did it scar them on their hand currently? I would think so. I mean, I you know, how would it not? That'd be a great thing for my shock jock station to start again. We're going to bring some guys in the Friday do for the, the wimp, wimp test, test. <laughs> yeah they like you bring some um strippers and you in get people you get some oh, 100% get some strippers in from the local strip joint that come in on the show we're gonna the entire show we're gonna be wimp testing guys <laughs> <laughs> see who's the real man when the show's over shock jock radio <laughs> shock jock radio by the way you get ratings for our for our more warm-up show yet no i you know uh no not yet for what? For, oh, for the five o'clock hour? For any? Yes. I haven't. Mr. Chernoff hasn't delivered those to us. That must mean they're very high. He doesn't want us to get big heads. I've never heard anything. I'm, I'm gonna ask next time doing. I get next time I get the ratings. It's been a while. Plus, then we got to find out how we did July third, Jerry. Uh, yeah, but that's a holiday though. That's the problem with that. I guess if it's high, that's a really good number. Yeah, it's a holiday, but we're still basing it on share of the audience, not amount of All people right. who tuned in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear it's you. It's based on those who did tune into the radio. What station did they have on? We're going to win that one, Jerry. Good. Let me know when you find out. I'd really okay. like to know. By the way, uh-huh. it's now ten, almost 10.30 as yeah. we're recording this. I have now gone 24 hours without eating anything. <laughs> what? I had two. I had three waffles with peanut butter and jelly yesterday at 10.30 okay. as soon as we got done with the podcast. And so I didn't eat before I went to the field. So I was at the field all day, got home. There was no – I drank a ton of water. And I wasn't hungry all day either, which is weird. There's no way I was going to eat at 9 o'clock jumping in the shower and laying down because I wasn't going to eat. I got you in my head. Don't ever eat on a – on you know, eat and go to sleep. And <laughs> yeah. I don't eat during the show. Wow. So That's I have amazing. Now hit, I have now hit 24 hours. And what's crazy about it, not hungry. Like, how does that make sense? I do think once you're, like, you were probably hungry, then you hit a point where you're not hungry. Yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm not even, I had one cup of coffee and I drank about 35 ounces of water this morning. I'm good. Damn. Weird, right? I'm looking forward to that peanut butter and jelly sandwich right after this dog walk. Goes to show how much extra fat I had for my body to munch on all night. (laughs) (laughs) Your body just eating fat. Yeah, it's feasting on itself. (laughs) All right, I got to go. All right. Uh, Hey, have a good four-day weekend. Uh, No, you have a four-day weekend. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy Lepresti tomorrow. Uh, Yes, me and CeeLo will do the one-hour warm-up. I Uh, could get up and listen. Me and Eddie will do the uh, the, uh, post-game podcast. Depending upon how late I'm up, I could be up. You never okay. know. Check it out, Jerry. Check, Check it, it out. out. All right. All right. Jerry. We'll uh, see you Monday, Jerry. I'll see the audience tomorrow. So. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. Five after five on a Wednesday morning. His name is Al Dukes. He's down the Jersey Shore waiting for the sunrise. What's up, Al? That's right, Jerry. I know I talk about this dog way too much and nobody cares. But uh, I do want to share with you, um, you know, when you start going on like pet supplies and things, any, you know, anything, when you, when you have a baby, the first time you're going out and buying supplies, you don't realize how specific some supplies are. For babies, for dogs, for adults, old people, there is a vitamin and supply for everything. 
I'm scanning on a dog website right now. There's a, uh, a uh, like a, a, a treat you can give your dog that will make his poo taste bad so he doesn't eat it. I mean, th- this, a scientist, Jerry, got into a, a lab, got their beakers out, their Bunsen burners, and had to formulate a chew for a dog to make his own poop taste bad, as if it doesn't, what could you possibly do to make it taste worse than it probably tastes, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. Um, Confusing, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, do you nothing, think that nothing the, I really ever thought about? Do you think the scientist who came up with that brags about that at parties? How you much know, money is uh, he making? A lot of money. He's killing it. Then yeah, he's like uh, someone said. What do you and um, yeah, I'm a teacher. What do you do for a living? I am a scientist. Anything I may have um, heard of that you've invented? Yes, I've come up with the chew that you give to dogs so that they don't feel like consuming their own poop. Oh. I think I think at the point he says the drink. chew, people think they think he's the blue chew. The blue chew. Oh, don't accidentally give your dogs blue chew. That would not be good. That would be a terrible, terrible thing, Jerry Recco. Would not be great. So I took to Twitter last night, Jerry, and a lot of people were outraged as you? usual. You're kidding. <laughs> you Twitter? Really? What was next? Instagram. <laughs> I'm not getting a lot of run on it. You got to be a um, you got to pr- provide provocative photos on Instagram to be a hit. <laughs> we'll start getting naked and take some photos. <laughs> it is the summer, Jerry. I should start doing provocative beach photos. Yes, you should take your gotta, clothes off and go down the sand. I got to up my Instagram game. I only have fifteen thousand Instagram followers, which is a drop in the bucket in the Instagram world. Okay. So I got to, you know, you're right. I got to step my game up with that. But step your game up. Less time on poop chews, more time on sexy Instagram photos <laughs> if I want to improve my game. But I took to Twitter and I worded my message, Jerry, very carefully because, uh, well, we're in a world where if you word things the wrong way, you'll be fired. That was mainly my concern. Secondly, I was legitimately questioning in case I had missed something. And I wanted to, I wanted to put out there, if I had missed something, please send it to me. Because perhaps the people I'm following are not are not promoting this sort of thing, okay. and I, I simply asked about the Deshaun Jackson uh, posting uh, Hitler quotes and that sort of thing. Which, by the way, I believe our friends at Snopes; those are the people that debunk uh, myths like the Loch Ness monster and things okay. like that. Uh, those are not actual Hitler quotes, I believe. That they found out, but um, right, but he attributed them. He to attributed him. them, Correct. right? So he thought that's what he was he was uh, Instagramming out. Um, so I had was asking, you know, so many individual players came out against Drew Brees, and Drew Brees has to do this, and Drew Brees has to do that. So I was asking, perhaps I missed it. Have any individual players come out against what Deshaun Jackson wrote? <clears throat> and of course. Some people found that racist that I would even ask the question. I was asking the question because I did not want to come on here in the morning and say nobody said anything. And then all of a sudden I have a list of people who, who did come out and say stuff. And Oh, they did? They did I didn't, no one was able to forward me a single oh, quote from— Oh, I thought you got some answers. I, got I did say uh, Jeff Schwartz. You know Jeff Schwartz, Jerry. He played yes, for he the Giants. he wrote a book that you really liked. He wrote a book, which was terrific. <laughs> uh, he actually reached out to me to say, I wrote something, and he posted a video, and I went back, and I, uh, a few uh, people on Twitter did send me his uh, stuff. Okay. Uh, so Jeff Schwartz, but he's not a current player. I was looking for current players, and I, and I was unable to find one. Yeah, I I haven't seen that either, as a matter of fact. I do find that interesting. I did see, and we'll play the audio, Stephen Jackson came to Deshaun Jackson's defense. I have no interest in Stephen Jackson anymore. Okay. He's he's off of my list, Jerry. All right. Okay. So that would be a player that uh, came to Deshaun Jackson's defense. Right, but he's not not that he plays in the football. No, right. right. I mean, he's just, he's a former NBA player, plays for the big three now. Former player, yes. And has the podcast, The Smoke. Or oh, is he? Smoke or up and he's in the big three. He plays. He does. Yes. Really? Yeah, he does. I wasn't. I don't know why. I wasn't aware. Of, well, I don't really I was not watch aware that. Of that. Me neither. Uh, but but I, I didn't know he was playing. But he yeah, is. I, yes. I feel like I would. I should be in the mix of knowing who's involved in that. In the mix, gotta have it. Now, Stephen Jackson, to his credit, did come out and apologize. Deshaun Jackson, you mean? Deshaun Jackson. Yep. Oh my gosh, too many. 
Same Reco, name. Gotcha. Reco's not a common name. Duke's not really a common name. It, Smith. Jackson, Smith is common. Williams, yeah, it's Wilson, tough when, when uh, you have a very Mahomes. common Mahomes, not a common name. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no confusion. Although but I'm everybody sure knows I'm, it. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, I'm still at times, I'm sure I don't call him Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure I use a, uh, I get tongue tied and say the wrong name. But uh, Deshaun Jackson did come out and apologize. He spoke to a Philadelphia rabbi. Yeah. The, the Eagles came out. The NFL came out uh, saying they do. They found his comments offensive, harmful, appalling. Those were the words used, and all yep. that sort of thing. Yeah. So really. I was just personally looking for current NFL players, and I did not see any. So if you see any, please forward them my way. I did not either. So I have nothing to forward you. How about that? How about that? Yep. How got, about that? I got nothing for you. Sorry All to right. disappoint you. And I didn't see your post last night. I'm sorry. Oh, oh it's very popular, Jerry. Very popular. In fact, uh, this morning I had to stop looking. I had so many comments. About yes, half I was, half, half I was actually hated. I was out. I wasn't. Really? You were out playing sports? Phone. We were, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Little leak? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we were out on the field. From I was out there yesterday from 2 until 9. I did see Little Leagues are back. My friend, uh, not only your uh, grouping there, but my uh, friend Steve and his son in Randolph, New Jersey, yep. they were out on the field. Allowed as of July 6th to start playing games. Oh. So games started on uh, Monday. We were supposed to start last night. We got postponed. We we're supposed to have a game Thursday night. Got postponed. So hopefully next week we will start What is it, Thunder and Lightning around? No, the Why teams were, no, because the, teams, the team we were supposed to play last night was in a tournament. Um, uh, pre-arranged tournaments so they couldn't oh. play, which was fine. They told us immediately when the schedule came out. But then the team for Thursday night just canceled yesterday because the coaches are not available. So All right. we will now have to wait till next week to start. But we're out there practicing and doing our thing. Jerry, I've got a guy on my list of now guys I'm loving. Okay. A new segment. A new segment on the – Yeah, but we don't do anything with these segments. <laughs> guys I'm loving. Let me see yeah. if I can think of this. guy. Guys I'm loving. These are, these are guys in the news that uh, have comments or something, and guys I'm loving. Garrett Cole. No. Uh, MLB umpire Joe West. Yeah, how about this guy? Guys I'm loving. Has no yeah. fear of coronavirus. He says, quote, I've weathered a bunch of storms in my life, and I'll weather another one. And he lost weight, which he is He says a good he's thing. lost. He's down 25 pounds. He's not going to back down from coronavirus. A lot of people were saying he's an older gentleman. He's an overweight yep. gentleman. He shouldn't be out there umpiring baseball games. I have no problem with him going out there as long as he takes the proper precautions, and I yeah. think he will. I will just issue one warning. Yeah, I've known some people like this that uh, have gotten very it. confident about their immune yes. systems. Yeah, like that me. actually go out and do things and yeah. are around other people, and they think that they are bulletproof. Uh, two in particular that got it. One didn't even know he had it and it had no issues at all with it. And then another who really struggled with it for about two weeks mm. and um, is one of those. You know, you see it, too, when um, people I don't want to say are defiant about it because that's not yeah. the, the proper word. But those that weren't concerned about it get it. And then all of a sudden they give you the messaging. Hey, I want everybody to make sure you take this seriously. Right. You know, blah. So I just hope he's not one of them. That's all. I'm, I love the attitude and I hope he stays safe. Wear his mask when he's out there. Do what you got to do. Just please understand you're still at risk. That's It'd be all. like if I ended up getting it because I've been talking a big game on here on the Absolutely. radio, on Twitter. Like no doubt. My immune system is top of the line. I'm not at risk or this sort of thing. And then if I get it, I'd be like, Please listen to me. I Wear was one of, I was one of you who didn't care about the who didn't fear the virus. Right. And now you're going to tell people to wear a mask. Wear and a you're mask. Be like John Rothstein. Wash your hands. <laughs> Don't touch the carriage when you go to the. Su Do you say carriage when you go to the supermarket? No, or shopping, shopping cart. cart. Shopping cart. Never carriage. Never once in my life. Man, growing up, we called it a carriage. We're like, who get the, who's who's going to push the carriage? No, carriage to me is for a baby. <laughs> That's true. Right? Sometimes I consider like when I get bananas, they're my baby. My baby groceries, Jerry. I push my baby groceries in the carriage all around the supermarket. It's not often, but sometimes you sound like a dork. Yeah. <laughs> you push your babies, your yeah. bananas. Also, Joe West, Jerry, <laughs> the umpire who says he's not afraid of coronavirus. He's so not afraid. He says he's not even going to wear padding this year. 
So no mask, no Shut up. chest pad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's like, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. You're serious there. <laughs> <laughs> come at me. Coronavirus, foul balls, fastballs. I'm a, he's now not afraid of anything, Joe yeah. West. Well, he might be afraid soon. Is Joe yeah, yeah, West yeah. a likable guy or not? I don't know which. Like, which guy do people? I think Joe not West like? annoys people. <laughs> he does. There, there's like one of the umpires that people hate. Well, there's a few, but he's like, is he one, one of them? Is he a likable? Drives people crazy. Let me see, Joe West. Yeah, I would. Mean, he's one I think that uh, gets under people's skin. The people don't. Do you think? I he's think Joe the, West is the type that he makes the game about him. Oh, really? I think so. That's how yeah. I would be if I was an umpire. No. <laughs> you'd be like Frank Drebin. <laughs> so you'd be on the Sports Center every night with your strike calls and your strikeout calls. Okay, let's see. Sports Illustrated did a survey of baseball players in 2006. Uh, Westwood is identified as the best umpire by 2% of the players. Putting him ninth on the list. Oh, <laughs> that's also fourteen so years not ago. Great, that's true. Oh, here's a more recent poll, Jerry. 2010. This is only ten years. More old. recent. <laughs> a poll of players uh, ranked uh, Joe West as the second worst umpire in the league. <laughs> hmm. How's this going for you? <laughs> okay. How about this? This is a really recent one, Jerry. This is only a year ago, 2019. Oh, that's perfect. Boston University did a study, and Joe West was identified as the umpire during the 2018 season with the second-worst percentage of bad calls. Oh, boy. Right. Uh, his, uh, over his last 11 years, he's averaged 21 bad calls a game. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Ask and answered. Why does he still have a job? <laughs> 2.3 bad calls per inning. <laughs> oh, they're being picky with his strike zone. No, but I'm he, on Team Joe West. And he's the type, too, whether it's him or another umpire, who yeah. two or three bad calls per inning. <laughs> that's the type of umpire that I sit there and say when you watch the game, get rid of them. Put, give me... <laughs> Put him in the field, that's fine, because you do need an umpire, and you need to be able to call when a guy's out or safe. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to have an umpire on the field. But if you can figure out balls and strikes, and we've got the technology to call them and make the game proper, just do it, because he stinks. (laughs) Well, I think he's going to earn the respect of players with this move. (laughs) Spitting a coronavirus right in the face. Yeah, just hope he doesn't get it, that's all. Yeah. (laughs) If he gets it, like if I was him and I got it, I would just slink away without saying I have coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's Joe West been? Not sure. We can't seem to find him. <laughs> he must be calling games we don't see on TV locally here. <laughs> Will you ever think about that too? Like as we're watching the Mets and the Yankees on a nightly basis and things annoy you from game to game, yeah. that that's actually happening You know, in 15 other places, well not yes. 15, but 13 other places around the country. Yeah. I mean, it's really actually pretty funny. It's if happening you... regionally around the world. Yeah, let me see. Can, let me ask you if you remember any of these guys. I'm trying to the, find... Are these umpires? Yeah, but uh, see, Joe, I was looking at the most uh, entertaining umpires. Oh. So Joe West is on here. He's on the um, list of most entertaining. Be- yes. Good for him. Because ejections are far too common in his games, is what the story says. And he's also one of the worst umpires in all of baseball. Hmm. <laughs> Inconsistent strike zone and, quite frankly, a hothead. <laughs> so that's Joe West. The other guys would be Brian Rungi. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see here. Why Why is he annoying? Um, they say because of his emphatic punch out for a strikeout and also every check swing is a strike. <laughs> I don't like that. I hate the check swing strike. Oh, that's funny. Uh, let's if there's one here. thing I could change in baseball, Jerry – is the asking the third base or first base umpire if a guy swung. I hate that. There's no way that guy's got a view of whether a bat crossed the plate. Well that well he well that is that is the view down the line. I don't like it. I'm not I think saying those it's guys... it's perfect, but it's the better view than behind the plate because you you don't have that angle. Because I, I feel think. like if I was umpiring first base or third base and, the, and there was no one on base and a guy was just batting, I'd be paying no attention to to, to whether a guy checks swinged or not. Right. Understood. They'd be like, but the, uh, it's the best they have right now, so I Joe know West, how it gets better. Joe West goes to me down the first baseline. Did he swing about I didn't even see. I was waiting for the guy to hit the ball. I wasn't watching whether a guy swung. Now explain this to me. Tom Hallian. Now tell me if this sounds um, familiar. Yeah, last thing. We'll take a break. Right. So they say, and I guess this is right, His when he calls strike three, 
Yeah. He spins around 180 degrees. Yeah, I like and that. And enthusiastically signals strike three. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like my umpires with some... <laughs> When they do that on the th- on the strike, how that go again? <laughs> I like when they take like two steps to the right and go. Hey! <laughs> Joe Westjerry. Did also. you ever umpire as a kid? No. See, I did. I you never did that. No, I, that's too much pressure on me. I I did that as a fifteen and sixteen year old to make money, and you make money, especially as a kid. Like it's a good. It's a good gig, especially for rec baseball as opposed to travel when the coaches are crazy but not as crazy as travel. It's not bad. The problem is you run into a couple of, you know, nutso coaches and you don't yeah. want to do it anymore. But you right. gotta have a good they all want a good strike call. Like they wanna yeah. hear it. Ha! <laughs> you I know, you gotta you gotta be a little enthusiastic. Yeah. I see some guys like in particular in the beginning of major league baseball games, like the first inning, top of the first inning where he's very emphatic saying like to the batters and the pitchers, this is my strike zone. So he'll take two steps to the right and go, hey! and that's the like, listen, that God, I is hope you a- never on one of our games. <laughs> oh, Jerry, if I came out there, I would have total control of that field. Hey! <laughs> we got to take a break. By the way, real quick, Joe West, also uh, a singer songwriter in the country music genre. That's why they call him country Joe West. Cowboy Joe West. Cowboy Joe West. Also. Very good. Uh, quick break. When we come back, uh, a little more of Al going, hey! <laughs> and some hey! other stories. We have Brody Van Wagenen coming up at 5 oh, p.m. with Joe and Evan audio? today. Oh, no, Joe and Evan. going to be on with Joe and Evan later today. Him. But at 6, before long before we get to 5 o'clock, we've got Boomer and Gio on the fan. Hey! Alan Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. 25 after 5 on a Wednesday morning on the fan. It is the warm-up show taking you until 6 o'clock when we bring you Boomer and Geo. then. Uh, still waiting for sports to come back. We had another intra-squad scrimmage last night. Saw Garrett Cole a little bit for the Yankees, and we saw a little bit of the Mets. Marcus Stroman yesterday in a sim game. Pete Alonzo doing what he does, and uh, here's Al doing what he does. What else you got? Jerry, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, definitely did what I would have done if I was running that franchise. In this Patrick Mahomes contract, they will not allow him to go on a jet ski. He will not be allowed to play basketball. He will not be allowed to do anything except play football and then go home and sit on the couch, which is what I like. Stupid. How about that? Well, you don't want this guy. First of all, Patrick Mahomes should. I want wanna... guys to be able to live their lives. That's but, what I want. The money has gotten in the way of so much, it really has. But would you be afraid yourself? Like, let's say you got a five hundred million dollar contract. Would you be afraid yourself to like if your buddies are like, "Hey, Jerry, let's get on the jet ski." You'd be like, "Listen, I have a five hundred million dollar no, contract. I would. I get How much have I made already? Game. You've made twenty million dollars. No, I'd get on the jet ski. You would. Well, you got to live a little bit, man. Like this, this notion of just sitting in your place and watching yeah. Netflix well, and playing video games. No thanks. I'll, I'll pass. I really, I'll pass. I don't even have a five hundred million dollar contract, and I do that. You already do do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I do it, and I'm not even protecting and that's a five hundred million dollar and, and contract. And that is spectacular. If that's what you like to do. Then you know what? Here's the "Hey, good for you" segment. Hey, hey good, good for you. you. You do what you want to do, but if you like it on a jet ski, go have fun. Now, don't act like a jackass. I mean, <laughs> don't like the, jump things with your right. jet ski. Just do the jet ski. There's two different things here. There's, you know, there's going out and living your life, and there's acting reckless. And acting getting, reckless. Uh, getting speeding tickets, getting pulled over by harbor police. Right. You don't want that. You I would say to... not smart. Not smart. Isn't that what Boomer did? Is that what he's alluding to? I think so. I don't recall. I think I actually was legitimately out that day when this was discussed. Yesterday? No, 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 this was, I think, discussed like last summer. Oh, okay. I don't it even was know. Uh, Monday. Oh, it was Monday. Monday. There you go. Yeah. Hey! My, my, po- <laughs> my point is go live your life. Hey, live. What are you going to do? Right. You can't be afraid of everything. They don't want You him- might be. Others <laughs> don't have to be. They don't want him twisting his ankle playing pickup basketball. They don't want right. him jumping things jet ski style, like and jumping that, sharks like Fonzie did. And that doesn't mean you can't go out and shoot or play horse or do different things. Would I play five-on-five five running up and down a court? No, that I probably wouldn't do. I mean, you I would, would be sensible. But would I go out and do things and still live my life? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And then there's also a point, quite frankly, that you pass where you've made so much money, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Like if you are Tom Brady at this point, 
Does it really matter if you break your ankle? <laughs> right. Why? Because he's not going to be able to live his life. Through, I mean, come on. He's made a hundred gazillion dollars already, and his wife makes more than him. He yeah. can do whatever he wants. Avoid Good his point. contract. Who cares? So once you've got enough money in the bank, jet ski, play basketball, do whatever you want. That's what I would. That's well, what I, th- I listen, think you're saying. When you've made enough money, it gives you great flexibility to do whatever you want in every walk of life. And uh, this is a sad reality, but it's also true. If you look at uh, the way certain baseball players are handling coronavirus ones that i would say the ones that are contemplating not playing like mike trout and bryce harper no question about it their first concern is their wife and the fact that they're going to be fathers and that's great but part of that too is the fact that they don't have to worry about paying their bills every month like ever they never will have to worry about that again as opposed to the young guy that, let's say, is making four or $500,000 a year. And, yes, I understand that's a lot of money. Don't yell at me for that. But it's also not $20 million a year. And they've made nothing or very little this year. They need to start making money again. So they're a little bit more gung-ho, and maybe they're at a different point in their life. When you're when you're making $20, 30000000 million a year, it, it affords you a lot, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. Do you think most athletes, most professional athletes, I'm going to say, I'm going to say do you think – more than 50% of professional athletes have a mortgage or they've paid cash for their house. I would think that's a great question Thank because you. 50% could encompass a lot of different scenarios. I would say yes, I would say more than 50% have a mortgage. Really? I don't I don't think the, you know, 30-year <laughs> the 30-year mortgage, but if you Ask me if, you know, 10-year mortgages, 15-year mortgages, even shorter terms. Yeah, I would say probably so. There are there are some people that will tell you, hold on to as much cash as you can and don't pay cash for a house. Now, it was a little easier because you got some tax benefits, you know, prior to this administration, whereas those are kind of gone at this point. But there are some financial people that will tell you, don't pay cash for a home. Hmm. Hold on to as much cash as you can. My man Dave Ramsey wants you to pay cash. Yeah, well, you're, he's oh, he's also smoking. I mean, please. <laughs> he's I'm, smoking weed. Be, be, we've talked about this on the podcast because yeah. the concepts are great for certain parts of the country. In other parts of the country, he's no, yeah. they don't work. They do not work. That's me. If I was um, a talk show host that did interviews, that would be every one of my. I would ask every athlete, "You got a mortgage?" Like instead casually, of how much do you bench? Yeah, instead of yeah, how that used to be a question at the end, at the very end, like. Moose and Maggie, every mystery guest at the end, they'd be like, you got a mortgage? I'd ask sports writers, athletes, coaches, well, keep in mind, celebrities. Keep in mind, too, I would think none of them, none of them have car payments. They pay for their cars in cash <laughs> because that's <laughs> a depreciating value as soon as you right. buy it. So you might as well pay, pay cash for it. But the other thing is when you look at what they make, what they spend every month, a lot of them aren't buying $400,000 homes. Right. You know, if you want to buy an $8 million house, that's a big chunk of change to give up in one shot. That's post-tax money you're giving up. So so if you're going to pay $8 million for a house, it's like for them $16 million in salary. Right. So I would say yes. I think more than 50% of a mortgage. Hmm. I do. I'm going to start asking people. I like Dave Ramsey's comment. You know, he basically wants you to spend $1,400 a month to live in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no more than two hundred a month for a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't want any car payments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash, cash. Yeah. yeah, give me cash. Yeah, because the rest of the world doesn't have a car payment. Give me a break, <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yankees and Mets are going to play each other next September. Yeah, 11th. I was confused by this when I first saw it. Yeah, so they're setting it up already for next September eleventh uh, yes. of twenty twenty one, which would be the twentieth anniversary of September eleventh. You'll get a. Yankee Met game at City Field. Yeah, I would say quite emotional, wouldn't you think? And it's a Saturday. I may even go to that. You will not go to that. That's true. I'm going to be packed. <laughs> yeah, I will watch that on TV. Yes, you will. They ought will to, enjoy watching it on TV. They ought to let Mike Piazza get a pinch hit in that game. Like, let him up. Uh, I bet you he throws oh. out the first pitch. Ooh. No, I want him hitting. He's not going to hit. He's 50 years old, right? Isn't Piazza? How old is Piazza? No, he's not 50. Google that. I'm going to say Piazza's 46. Google that, Jerry. You're 50. Well, I'm younger than you. I've previously Googled Joe West. Now I'm going to Google Mike Piazza. I would say 46. Mike Piazza is 51. He is. He's a year older than me. 
Wow. He'll be you 50, know, he's, no, but he's going to be 52 this year. He'll be 53 on September Mike 11th. is going to be 53 yeah. next year? Wow, boy, time flies. I swear to God. They ought to let him hit against Mariano Rivera in that game. Like How about Rivera as a first pitch? In. Rivera first against pitch? Piazza as a first Ooh, pitch. But, like, let him hit. Right, like we want in a bat. Yeah. They're both in shape. Let's see. Well, of course, you know what the problem is? You don't want to embarrass anybody. Could you imagine, like, Mo goes out there, he can't find the plate? Or Piazza goes out there, and he's just, like, waving at the ball? <laughs> I will tell you, that was still my biggest – in that game, Jerry, you could f- focus on – after 9-11, the hugest sports thing and the most disappointing. Mike Piazza home run against the Braves was the most, the most uplifting. Yep. Then and then the, the Yankees. Yankees not winning the World Series that year. Right. Especially with the magic they had at Yankee Stadium in the yeah. middle three games of that series. And then to go out and lose the game the way they did and lose the series, if that didn't tell you that there's no such thing as, you know, the sports, sports god, yeah, exactly. And they lost to like an expansion the Arizona team. Diamondbacks. That's embarrassing. I I agree with you. I totally agree with you. You're not wrong about that. Too bad the Yankees didn't have Mike Piazza. He would have made sure like, they won after 9/11. Even if they lost to the Dodgers or the Giants, yes, you could at least bring it back if you believed in that stuff and said, yeah, but you know what? It was a team from New York from yes. yesteryear, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. This was the Arizona Diamondbacks. Right? Like what? Uh. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I totally – was it Bob Brenly was the manager? Like, how does this make any sense? And didn't Mariano blow one of those games? Yeah. Yeah. The broken bat base at the middle. Remember? I mean, come on, that little flare that was, I think, broke the bat? Yes. So, yeah, it made really made very little sense that they lost that series and proves that there's no one up above watching over for sports righteousness. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's it. That's yeah. all you need to know. And also, Jay, the way they won their home games, right, with walk-off home Was runs, magical. That's with, what I said. The middle games. Yeah. There was so much drama. Remember, Young Young Kim struggled mightily in that series at the stadium. And the Yankees were – I mean, if you, if you didn't think they were going back to Arizona to win the World Series, you were out of your mind. And they didn't. And that was unfortunate. So I agree with you. That was a very good point once again by you, Al. Thank you, Jerry. Very uplifting with Mike Piazza and <laughs> killer with killer. the way that series did end. So, so what are you I want to give Mike Piazza an at-bat, whoever the manager is. Let's get him in uniform that night. Let's get him ready. I mean, he doesn't have to play the field. He doesn't have to catch. Let's get him a pinch hit situation if the Mets need it during that game. 5.36 on yeah. the fan. We take you to the top of the hour. Boomer and Geo right here on Sports Radio 101.9. Don't go away. Alan Jerry now offering contact-free delivery. All right, 20 in front of 6 on the fan, the warm-up show. Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour. Brody Van Wagen with Joe and Evan today at 5 o'clock. One quick one for you, Al, because this one has puzzled me for the last 20, well, last 20 hours or so when I started seeing the uh, the stories on it. I understand that sometimes you got to go to motor vehicles. I get it. But can you explain to me why people are sleeping out and the line was upwards of six to eight hours yesterday, and then the people that they interviewed were basically the ones I saw. I'm not saying all of the people in line. Maybe they needed to be there. But the ones that I saw interviewed on TV, here's what I heard. My registration expired. I had to get here. My driver's license had to be renewed, had to get here. Um, there was, uh, there were a couple of other weird ones, but those two in particular were the two big ones. Are we not aware that we can do that by mail these days? Well, there are some things you can do, uh, by mail and there are some things you have to go to motor vehicle for, but registration and license are not two of them. They're not two of them. Correct. But I do both of those by mail. Yeah. The license I have, I, I, in the last three cycles that I've done, I guess you get the license for every four years. One I did by mail, and I had one without a picture. I didn't care for that. So I went back this last time. It was last year for my birthday, and I got the picture, and I, I did it again. But if I were, if it was me and my license was expiring during a pandemic, I would just send in for my license yeah, but and deal with it. Actually, I think now you have to get the new license after your license expires. There's the new True ID license or whatever the hell that is. Now that's but required? You cannot I do a believe, license by mail any longer? I believe that is required for this next round of 
driver's license. I could be incorrect, but they also extended any expiration dates through July 31st. So why would you rush there? And then is, when you saw the line, stay on the line. This is what people do. Like they have to be on the first day of something opening. They have to go there. I don't know why. It was, and it was throughout the entire state. It was all of the DMVs. It's unbelievable. I mean, the one person literally was like, I need my registration. Need my- right. well, man, send it in. <laughs> well, a lot of people are upset that a lot of the services are not available online where almost everything else you could do in life online and a lot of things with New Jersey DMV are still not available online. I, I guess see I, people I, complaining about I guess that. the registration one gets me because I've never gone there for registration. Yeah, I've always either. I've always sent it in with my check like through the mail. And in and, fact, uh, during this pandemic when uh, I moved, I I went on the DMV website to change my address and they used to send you a sticker for your driver's license that you would put on the back that says you have a new address. Right. They're like, yeah, you don't even need a sticker anymore. It's just, you know, our records have your new address. Sure. But I have to keep my old license until it expires in like three years. So I'm going to have my old Fugazi address on it. Yeah, I got you. But at least you're good. And you don't have to go worry about it. Right. I mean, there are people sleeping out tonight. Like they're going, yeah. like they're waiting for concert tickets. <laughs> Like yeah, literally, like, so I just saw on strange. CBS. It's unbelievable. They yeah. had their chairs, their coolers, and they were ready for a party. Oof. I did see some people being interviewed going, well, what else I got to do? I got nothing else going on today. It's that, no big deal. And you know what? That's fair. If yeah. you're not working and you've got all the time in the world, <laughs> hey, good for you. <laughs> hey, good for you. Enjoy DMV waiting outside. <laughs> people were making friends. I saw one guy go, yeah, I, uh, he was like, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I went and got a haircut. They saved my space in line. Look at I went that. and got the I went and got lunch. See, like, there you, are I'll, some nice people in this world. I'll save your spot in line, but you bring me back a sandwich or something, right? Don't you think you have to? I would think you bring back something. Yes. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Maybe some fries. All right, here's the story, Jerry, that um Well, Uh-oh. I don't like the way you're starting. Yeah, this because because it's it's somebody doing a nice thing and yet I think they should do more. Okay. So there's a Bar in New York City that is considered a Packers bar. It's All right. called uh, Kettle of Fish. You know, there's bars throughout the city. There's bars throughout New Jersey, Long Island that are like, this is a Steelers bar. This is a Cowboys bar. Like, yes. On Sundays, we watch all the Cowboy fans gather. So this Kettle of Fish is a place in New York City where on Sundays or Mondays or Thursday nights, all the Packer fans in the area jam in there and they watch the Packers games. Right. Well, uh, due to coronavirus, they were having some hard times, so they put out a GoFundMe page, and they wanted to needed to raise a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, their, is their goal. So Aaron Rodgers, Packers quarterback, who's actually been to Kettle of Fish uh, a couple of times in his life and enjoyed it there, he retweeted their GoFundMe page. Very nice of him. Very nice of him, and the owners of uh, Kettle of Fish were so excited. Thought it was very nice of him. To me, give him a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Their goal is a hundred thousand dollars. Give them a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> you're Patrick. Mah- you're Patrick Mahomes. You. You're Aaron Rodgers. That don't impress me much. I guess he ooh, could, but he's ooh, got a mortgage ooh. to pay out. <laughs> <laughs> this always bothers me. So we're, and again, it's somebody doing a nice thing, and then it it bothers me. So like, I'll be, I'll, I'll hear like. Taylor Swift gave ten thousand dollars to the to the mother of a child who was injured. I'm like ten thousand dollars. She's got that in her back pocket. Let's go. Probably. Pick it up. I think the one thing that you don't realize when you say something like that, because yes. on the surface I don't think you're wrong. I think yeah. if you're worth a hundred million dollars, yes. But what I I think we don't grasp is how many people are tugging at these guys. Like it's yeah. not just kettle of fish or whatever bar it was <laughs> kettle of fish yeah what once he does that god knows how many other bars are coming at him looking right. for help god knows how many people in his life are already coming at him looking for help and i'm not saying he's got it or he doesn't clearly he's got a lot of money and and i think a lot of these guys do but i don't think we understand the responsibility the financial responsibility a lot of these guys have in their lives already and so you're just not going to start writing out checks to everybody that's in trouble you imagine his wife doing the checkbook? Hundred th- to get to what? Kettle of what is this? Yeah, but he's dating that uh, that uh, racer. 
at all. Oh, that's right, Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, they they I throw fifty I, grand in. Let's I under, go. I understand what you're saying, and I, I'm Thank like you. I said on the surface, I don't think you're wrong, but I do think you've got to be. You can't just write checks out to everybody. He's not a charity case. I mean, you know, like I guess. I mean, you could listen. You could make that case for every millionaire and billionaire in the world. Yeah. Why are you not? Why are you not writing a million dollar check to the homeless every month? Like, why is Bill Gates not sending, you know, and I'm not saying he is or isn't, but why is he not sending St. Jude's Children's Hospital $5 million every month? Yeah, I don't know. Right. Because it's, it's it's, like, there's a but, lot going on. Yeah. I guess to me, and, and Aaron Rodgers is not one that is always speaking out against these things, so probably not fair for me to throw this at Aaron Rodgers. But I think it's fair of me to throw it at, like, a Bruce Springsteen who oftentimes talks about uh, cities that are downtrodden, like uh, Asbury Park is very divided, right? There's a section of Asbury Park that's very wealthy, and there's Mm. a section of Asbury Park that is not wealthy. Okay. Bruce Springsteen can make that section of Asbury Park that's not wealthy, wealthy. Very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. But, so why don't you? They choose not to. Right. But then they choose to tell us what's wrong with all the politicians in the world yeah. and how they suck and, and how they blow. And but, that is not to say that they're not doing charitable things. They are. It's just you can't do them all. I mean, I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not, you're not going to do them all. And the thing about the musician, which is interesting, you know, yes, I know the voice can go. But an athlete's lifespan to make all that money is really short. I mean, right. you know, everybody's not going to be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Most of them or if they may if they get through 5 years as a pro they've done well. The musician as we have seen can be playing songs from 1971 and 2020 and still making a nice penny. Right. So, you're not wrong. Again, Thank I think you. they do a lot of charitable things, mm-hmm. but they're not going to do them all. And in this case, Kettle of Fish, good luck. Aaron Rodgers is going to help you as best he can, but he's not going to bail you out with money, I guess. Right. And by the way, the Kettle of Fish folks were very happy with the retweet. Yes, because I think that gives credibility to their drive. Yes. And, and that's he, a good thing. And he hit a ton of Packer fans with it. And if there's a ton of Packer fans out there that want to give a couple bucks to kettle of fish. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Did he at least start the fund? He did not start. Dollars? I, I, I don't know. I did not. Uh, I, the story I read was that it was a very positive story. It's like, wow, look how great Aaron Rodgers was by retweeting this. It okay. didn't say he gave a penny. All right, well, we're going to take a break. While we're on the break, we're going to, I want to try and find the GoFundMe page and see oh. where they're at. Okay? You okay. think we can do that? Yeah. Well, I'm going to Google it. You're going to Google it. I'm going to Google Aaron Rodgers if he donated. I didn't realize. A this lot is on Christopher Googling. Street. This is right by work. Is that right? Uh, that's what I'm coming up with. Kettle okay. of Fish. Christopher Kettle Street, New York. There you go. Uh, all right, quick break. When we come back, we'll get you Boomer and Gio at the top of the hour. But right now, a Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence talking about the NBA restart and the possible issues. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes till we get to the top. Boomer and Geo. Then don't forget Brody Van Wagenen with Joe and Evan today at five here on the fan. How got about that? A couple that? more minutes. That's right, Joe. What else you got, Al? Jerry, I did find the Save the Kettle GoFundMe page. Kettle of fish. The yeah, not bad. Bar in New York City. But here's the thing: they had fifty-eight thousand dollars worth of donations, and then Aaron Rodgers uh, retweeted the link. Only 63000 now. Oh. That guy's got no pull. I was actually kind of hoping that it was the opposite, that they were at 5000 and they were up to no. sixty three after the tweet. Wow, how about then that? Then I looked at the do- people who donated, and you're able to click top donations. A man or uh, a man named Yale Goodman donated $1,250. So no Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he's anonymous. If he's anonymous, the most an anonymous donor donated was one thousand dollars. Well, that's what I said. I said a thousand dollars to get it started. Well, to get it started. Come on, man. I agree. If you, I, I agree. If you're going to donate, you're probably going to start with ten. You gotta. I don't, I, I and even then, so. I would criticize that. Now, do you think they go back and say, "Listen, we appreciate the retweet, but here's where we're at. Aaron, we need twenty-eight thousand dollars to just get there." Aaron, this didn't. 
I would be like this, Aaron, appreciate the retweet, but your social media following Stinks. is cheap. And that don't <laughs> impress me much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see I it too. Do. It's at 63. Now, here's the thing, though. $63,000, it looks like they just started it June 27th. Yeah, but people donate early, and that's it. Oh, yeah. I guess today's, what, the 7th of July? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair They're enough. Trouble. They need Aaron Rodgers. You know who should come in and donate? Brett Favre. <laughs> now that would be something. Oh, wouldn't it? <laughs> if he could just don't be, and then he and then he do, goes on his uh, his shows Brent and goes Favre. like this. I donated to Kettle of Fish. What did uh, do what you did want, Aaron Rodgers ever do? Uh, do you want better? Because he's the forgotten man, Don Mikowski. <laughs> Don Mc, the Magic Man. Don Mikowski's yes. donated, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't. <laughs> he Dickey, jump in and donate the thirty-seven thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn Dickey has put in uh, two thousand dollars. Or better yet, Jordan Love to really just yes. oh. <laughs> Jordan, you're right. Jordan Love should come in and just pay off the rest of it. Or Aaron Rodgers' brother, who he doesn't talk to anymore. Oh, that's Jordan, a good one, too. Jordan Rodgers. Your bachelor guy. So, wait, the other quarterback's name is Jordan also? No, we just made that up. So, so he's got two Jordans in his life that are giving him the business. <laughs> he can't stand either one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> funny the way things work out, isn't it? I was trying to think of other uh, Packers quarterbacks from my lifetime. Matt Flynn has just donated. <laughs> Matt Flynn, come on. Yep. He was the one that made a fortune from that one game, right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And he, he was, was good. Flagship Station yeah. for Yankees baseball.